0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Obi and Act show. We have Obi, obviously, and myself, Hello. but big, big special guest. We have the wonderful, the amazing Michelle Romano, entrepreneurship goddess of Canada. You've seen her on Dragon's Den. You know about her company, ClearBank, but I'll let her talk to you first. So welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Awesome.
0: Now, Thanks, Michelle. you two have quite the history. Yeah. And I kind of want to get into that. Uh, Andy
1: and I have known each other for a long time. This is way before it was Obi.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. I want to know about <laughs> yes. that. He's Andy to me. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So, okay, well let's get in it. How, how did this actually happen? You know,
1: we were sharing an office. We had just started by and Andy was selling a product for another company. And I was like, who is this sales guy? Cause he is amazing. Oh, thank and you. then we tried to go recruit him. He was so scared of me. He never responded to any of my Emails. She was um, so pretty.
2: Or you my messages intimidated me.
1: And uh, finally, through a bunch of creative means, mostly my business partner Anatoly, that's correct, uh, convinced Andy to come work for us. And he was amazing. He became, you know, a partner with us, and, and it was a huge part. And still, one of I believe the best salespeople I've ever
0: met. It's Thank it's you, crazy because you know when you hear him on the call, he, he's a magician. And I don't know how you how you do that. Sometimes you're pulling things where I don't even think that that person has money it's and because you get <laughs>
1: Andy enjoys being an actor. And it's so true.
0: I'm an actor he
1: enjoys the foil. He enjoys the game of it. Um, and that actually makes, you know, it, it's really someone that listens and wants to make someone laugh. Yeah. You know, even someone like my mother who's like, no one could ever sell me anything. Yeah, yeah. Guarantee Andy would get on the phone and she'd be laughing <laughs> away. And you know, 10 seconds later, she's bought something she definitely doesn't need. <laughs>
0: definitely didn't need. <laughs> I mean, that's the point of sales, but like, I mean, everybody has different styles. Yours is a very different style. And you as being a CEO and being in the industry for so long, you, you had to have touch sales. I heard about the chalk on the ground story. Totally. i heard about toothpaste on your shirt story. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of want to get into that later. But, you know, how, what's your style typically? You know, let's get out of, you know, seeing you as like the founder. I want to see you as a salesperson. Like, what, what's your style?
1: Well, I think like <laughs> let's establish, first of all, that if you want to be a CEO, your job is to sell. And it's just a much broader version of sales. I mean, you need to sell to get yourself capital. You need to sell to get yourself um, partners and investors. You need to sell to get yourself employees and talent. You need to then sell your product and deeply understand um, what that is. And so your job is constantly going out and selling. Um, and so I think that, that you use different styles for different places. But, you know, selling ultimately is always about listening. It's always about figuring out where there is a win-win. And then it's not being afraid uh, to, you know, anchor really aggressively when you need to or go out of your way uh, to make some magic happen. That's
0: I mean, that's great. I mean, I'm I'm still learning that. And I think for our audience, I have that contrast between whenever we bring our guests in. I always see Andy and someone like yourself always on the other side. And I'm representing the rest of the people, you know, for all the audience that doesn't know. I was on the den and Michelle was there and that yeah. was such a cool experience. And huh. it was, it was Tell crazy. me about that from your perspective. Oh my God. Has anybody ever talked to you like that? From, well, I want to hear it. It's, it's kind of uh, it's a whole process. I mean, from the audition yep. all the way to getting ready to prepping everything. And we don't have any, I guess, warm touch with any of the dragons, like, you get in there, you're ready to go. Yeah. And I think that's a little shocking at first, but... Totally. I, I've been in the entertainment industry for a long time, so I always see pitches as just another performance. I did, I totally. did dance for so long and yeah. uh, acting too. So when I saw, you know, all of you guys there, I was like, oh, let's just have fun and, and dance. And it's crazy because Arlene actually saw that same pitch like two months before. Oh, really? So she said to me, she's like, I already saw this. I already I already saw this. But I see it. it was so much fun. I mean, <laughs> we were super early. We didn't get the deal. And actually wanted to get into that. Yeah. What are the most... I guess common mistakes, if you remember mine at all, what did, what did we, you know, what did we do? I guess, um, most commonly as a mistake and what did you like about it too?
1: No, yours was great. I mean, what I remember is there was an, like a great demo. There was choreography. I totally understood what the software did for those of you that don't know, it was, um, you know, it was a software that could allow dancers to basically map out the, the choreography. Of what they were doing, and um, I mean, I took dance as a kid, so I actually remember all of that. Wait, yeah, what
0: kind of dance did you?
1: Oh, I did all the like tap, jazz, ballet. It. You know what I mean? So I've
0: seen her on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, there's something. <laughs> You're not just like dancing for fun. Like, like I know you've you've done it before. She's got some skills. Yeah,
2: dancing with it in there. myself.
1: Okay, we're
0: That's doing, right. it. We're doing um, a dance class
2: later. <laughs> I've been to many parties with Michelle. I can vouch for oh, over can, a decade. You
1: can vouch. The lady um, can dance. So what are the mistakes people make on the yeah. the, the biggest mistake, it's like any performance, like you said, mm-hmm. you got to prepare. And, and that's actually probably the easiest thing because you just got to do it. I mean, before I pitch, I go over it again and again and again. I mean, you can ask Anatoly. When we did our first set of pitches for my very first business, which was, you know, the the um, caviar business, Mm -hmm. I would sit in that hotel room the day before business plan competitions. And I just go over it again and again and again. And I think of all the questions. It's actually like before we do a good sales call, we just, we just mock it up. It's like, okay, what if he says, I don't like this. I don't have the budget for this. I don't do this. And you, and you practice objection handling in your head because when you can get your words and your thoughts together, it's a lot easier. And so and then you, you get exactly what you have. It is, it's it's a low-touch environment. You mm. walk on. I mean, there's almost 14 feet between where the pitcher stands and we're on this elevated stage. So yeah. it, it's designed to be you know scary and intimidating. Sure. And the only thing that calms your nerves is having the confidence of you being prepared. Definitely. And you know when you can list off your sales numbers and your margin and how fast you've grown, mm-hmm. you're like, I got this. Exactly. Um, and so that's probably the most common thing. And then the second most common thing is you got to figure out a concise way to communicate why you are going to be the one to make this business work. Because mm-hmm. look, there's a lot of great businesses, but it's really the magic is why I'm going to make this happen. Exactly. And what's the story there? And can you tell that story in a really concise and way? And as
0: the investor, you, and even if the business is developed as much, you're investing in the entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So you need to see that belief yeah. on both ends. And I, and
2: I think one of the biggest things that a lot of people I notice Um, when I see them pitching and I notice when I train um, a lot of young salespeople is the hardest thing about sales is not when you're putting your pitch out there. It's not when things are going good. It's actually a lot like life. The real best salespeople in the world have the ability to take that initial rejection. It's that knee jerk. It's when you get stopped, right? Um, The ability to take the punch. And keep going. Yeah, that's what makes the best salespeople. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think
0: that, that was that was the greatest thing about the Den. When you go on, you get that. You know, it's either it's a punch or a piece of advice. If it's from the dragons, you know, you get that, and you're like, all right, <laughs> let's you know, collect yourself. Let's keep going. And and we did. And you know, we got uh, we got like Timberland called a genius when we brought it to him, and we got it on Justin Timberlake's choreographer. And that's uh, awesome. In Twelve countries. So, like, yeah. It was a lot of people messaging me. They're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, yeah. "No, this is amazing because you need to get that in order to grow." Totally. 100%. Now, in terms of calls, I do want to get into something that I did hear between you two. You've been on a lot of calls together. Yeah. What is the funniest or most embarrassing call you have both, you know, been a part of? I guess maybe it together or separately. You know, was... well, I'll start the story. All right, oh. let's do it.
1: So I get a call, and I mean, people call me at all hours of the day, especially oh, when no. I work with them, because. Yeah we you know we work together and so this is like a late night call right this is maybe like 9 10 11 this is a friday saturday and i get this call from andy and usually if i'm getting a call late on like a friday night it's actually like there's a problem because yeah. you wouldn't be calling me like if we were going to go out we would sure. be texting or be like oh we're all the whole team's meeting up at this bar no this was just like a this was just like a call so i was like mm-hmm. "Hmm, i like wonder if he's okay yeah. so i pick up the phone i say hello There's no hello, and Andy can describe what he's doing at this point.
2: And Andy. So I was actually in the middle of making love to an ex-girlfriend at the time, (laughs) and um, apparently uh, there was a lot of um, friction on the call. Noise. Noise. So the next morning I was sitting in my office, and I hear this giggle, and Michelle has this this laugh that it only – I knew (laughs) – and she walked by the office going, how was your, how was your night last night? <laughs> and I literally was one of the first times in my entire life that I'm speechless. Yeah, you're speechless. I you didn't know what to do. Because you didn't actually speechless. know you pocket dialed me. I had no idea. My knee,
0: I guess. Your knee. Uh, you know? Well, that's my... Qu- why? How? How? Because how? I was how? on. How do you Beat get this? And you're like, <laughs> It's specific she's an M. It's not even like an A. And she had to go. Like that's like in the middle. she a favor call.
2: I don't know. I think we may have just a obviously recent? been texting or or talking or something earlier in the night, <laughs> uh, and somehow.
1: But this is a true story. This is this, our, this is absolutely our call, happened.
2: And then yeah, so um, that was probably the most embarrassing uh moment. Phone uh, call. Phone call.
0: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> amazing. amazing. That's. I don't even know how to react. I don't even know what I would do. How long, I'm still how long embarrassed. Did you listen? <laughs> I'm still Not embarrassed. Very long. like I kind of you knew you're like seven years later. The phone,
1: I figured out what was going on, and I was like, okay, okay. we're gonna now. I'm just gonna hold this against Andy <laughs> for a while because yeah. like this is this is. I mean, if we hadn't, you know, if he hadn't been the fourth person to join us, and we didn't have a close relationship, I was like, this is completely inappropriate yeah. in
2: every oh, freaking Absolutely. way. Absolutely.
0: Um, oh. But you could tell it was uh, it was just a mistake. That's pretty. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so now on the, I guess, on the theme of okay. things like this. Next. I want to ask both of you, and I'll start with start with Michelle. What's the craziest shit you've done as an entrepreneur? Whether it's going to get funding, like, is there something that you did that was just so, like, wow. She went to those levels, those lengths, to get what she needed or what she wanted to do. What, what was that thing that you have, you know, in your mind that you're like, wow, I can't believe we did that?
1: Oh, man, I've been doing this, like... My whole career, right? There's just, I think fundamentally successful people do what unsuccessful people weren't willing to do. Mm, And there's a lot of truth in that. Like there is just this job, if you want to be good at it, is deeply unglamorous. You can never be afraid to get your hands dirty and you can never be afraid to just get shit done and do what it takes to be successful. And so, you know, I mean, I think most people thought it was crazy that, you know, me and Anatoly and Ryan went all the way up to New Brunswick and we attempted to build a fishery. I mean, we were literally negotiating with fishermen and mining boats and gutting fish and processing these fish ourselves. like that was not
0: I have a picture of normal. that on my phone because I we did a hard deep dive and yeah. I want to just make sure that this is... In the time frame, what you're doing is that it. Oh yeah, that the giant sturgeon. Is. So there we're gonna it show is. it up. You're holding an entire. Yeah. What is it, sturgeon? There's like a yeah. it's like a
1: 200 pound fish. It's giant. Yeah, so sturgeon, badass. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, we um <laughs> when we started Bitopia, we didn't have any money for marketing, yeah. and so I remember you know buying this box of sidewalk chalk, and we would run around. We were, ru- we
2: were down in front of uh, Union Station. Yeah, no,
1: I remember we would yeah. run around to every building that had a lot of employees, yeah. and we would write the of deal of the day in sidewalk chalk yeah. outside of these buildings, because so are he- like, well. Well, that, that doesn't cost us anything. So no. this has got to be zero cost of customer acquisition, right? Oh, yeah. You know, Facebook amazing. ads seemed like such a luxury <laughs> when they came around. I could stop chalking the streets. Yeah. I yeah. Have to get on my hands and knees. Uh, um, yeah. So I remember that. I remember for years that, that box of chalk was in the back of my my car. And every time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, thank God I'm not doing that. Amazing. And, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is that hustle, it doesn't stop so we started ClearBank and, you know, our first, our, our whole vision was to build a bank for the new economy. And that was obviously changing. And there was yeah. lots of things changing around freelancers and contractors and people becoming entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so our first target ended up being Uber drivers. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at this event and I'm sitting at dinner with, um, you know, Andrew, my co-founder, and we need this deal with Uber. And I remember looking at the table over there and Travis Kalanick the founder of Uber is having dinner with Eric Schmidt. And it's not like just the two of them they're having, they're having, dinner you know, 14 other people at the table. And I look at Andrew and I say, you know, they say do one thing every day that scares you. And I just walk up and I walk straight to Travis and I like tap him on the shoulder and I'm like, Hey, I'm Michelle. And I gave him a pitch right there at dinner and I thought a lot about my first line uh so he didn't he didn't just like shoo me away but ultimately it ended I had you know a six or six or ten minute conversation got to say hi to everyone at the table he was like love what you're doing here's my email sent him an email right away um and so really uh you you can never stop doing that you can never stop solving problems you can never stop doing what it takes um because that's kind of life as an entrepreneur nothing like it just it just doesn't go well all the time and you gotta constantly fight
0: definitely and I think a lot of people are scared to actually take that shot in the first place especially I guess my gen of you know entrepreneurs are very starting early or you know are getting in it especially with socials and things like that yeah. they're afraid to take that shot and when they have the world in their hands to take all those shots they want you know DMing whoever they need to be as many as they need to be. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're just scared about the results. And like you said, you just need to be fearless yeah. and, and get there. And you know, on yeah. your end, like, so what's your crazy shit?
2: Um My crazy story actually involves Michelle. Um Do you remember the McDonald's story?
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: We can talk about that, I yeah. guess. So I was terrified and I called Michelle. This is about what? Seven, eight years ago, I guess mm-hmm. something like that. And the founder of McDonald's was in the spa.
1: Oh, this is amazing. And I call Michelle this up. This like Young and Eglinton, right? Yeah,
2: we had, like, Michelle, Ryan, Anatoly, and I, like, we were bouncing back and forth. I was bouncing from executives all over the place. SVPs, bouncing from everywhere, from Canada, U.S., back and forth. Yeah. And the founder, after chasing them for, what, three, four years, I was chasing McDonald's. And the founder of McDonald's, Canada and Russia, George Cohen, was uh, sitting in a spa, getting... I'm not even going to get into the service. I won't do that to him. But he's getting he a
1: pedicure. He's getting a pedicure. Yeah. That's, okay. So, that's okay, man. It's 20, so guys need so pedicure 2018. And, and men with gross feet are gross.
2: That's true. You guys yes. get so some that's pedicure. That's true, right? Like that's why I'm all, I'm all <laughs> proper. So um, so I call Michelle and I say, you're not going to believe who's at my friend's spa. I said, George Cohen. She goes, you get your little ass in there and you talk to him about doing a deal. Sure enough, I, I went into the spa and I hid behind this huge purple curtain. I felt like Bud Fox from Wall Street. And I'm hiding behind this purple curtain because my friend said, as soon as he puts his feet in, you got 30 minutes with him. You can go sit beside him because she shut the spa down for this guy. And I was hiding behind this purple velvet uh, yeah. curtain. And as soon as his feet went in, I, wa- I went right over to him. I, I went up, shook his hand, introduced myself. I'm sitting beside him while he's getting his feet done. And I'm sitting there. We're talking about Bitopia back and forth. He gave me his uh, Big Mac card with his cell phone and everything yeah. on it. We sat in his truck outside and talked for half an hour after he had his feet done. He said, you know, you're the most interesting fellow I've talked to in a long time. <laughs> and, and then after, he, he introduces me to uh, Joel, who was a senior vice president. And mm-hmm. we ended up going in. And that's how we ended up doing. We had a, we had a full deal. It took eight months after that. Yeah but we got a full deal with McDonald's. So yeah. it reminds me, you know, I was terrified and Michelle's just like, get your ass in there and get it done. I was like, done.
1: do it because ultimately like once you start, like we're all human at the end of the day, yeah. we, we forget this. And most people, especially the more famous and the more important it is. Someone told me this a long time ago, and I thought it was great advice was, you know, everyone's so worried about themselves sounding smart. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking to the most famous person in there. They're actually worried that they're going to sound intelligent. Yeah. And so you just have to be there and you have to really listen and, and that creates a human connection and can make all the difference.
0: Well, that's great advice. I think for, you know, everybody's trying to start up, it's, it's very hard to, you know, I guess, think like that yeah. when you have such a perception of these people, especially when you're going to go and approach them, uh, if it's for a sale or for advice or for mentorship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something we're all working on and we should just, you know, just go do it. Yeah. <laughs> go it. So in terms of a humanistic feeling, I do want to get into that. A lot of my friends, I've talked to them, I'm like, hey guys, I'm going to be interviewing Michelle Romano with Andy. What do you want to ask her? Yeah. Almost everybody's like, what does she do outside of business? Like, how does she do, like, how does she take care of herself? Like, what, what's your routine look like? You wake up, you know, do you just go straight to the books and like go hard like that? Or do you take some time? You know, do you go to the gym? Do your thing? Yeah. What's that like? It's a good question. Um, so I think, first of all, I think there are better
1: people with better routines than I have, but that's that's okay. Everybody's routine is different. Everyone's routine is different. And I think being honest is like the most important because I don't, I don't think that I have, uh, you know, something important, but there's a couple of things that I do. So I really do try and get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think the stats on sleep are just insane. I mean, it's like literally on daylight savings time when the average population gets an extra hour of sleep, it's like heart attacks go down by like 30%. And when people lose an hour of sleep the other way, they go, up by the same amount like really. sleep is incredibly
0: important to us That's why we have the same sleep masks
1: we do we yeah. have sleep masks yeah, the oh best. my gosh i have no idea who started this company the most incredible sleep masks. i own Amazing. like 20 of them yeah one
0: Did you see the New ones came out anyway. Yeah, the new ones came out, they're amazing. So good.
1: Yeah, that's another thing about sleep, is I I thought it was really interesting when I learned that melatonin, um, I don't take it because it gives me really bad nightmares, but melatonin actually just tells your brain it's dark outside. Mm. Having something dark and so having blackout Mm. blinds or a sleep mask actually makes a huge difference in your ability to sleep. So the first thing is that I genuinely try and sleep enough. So sometimes that means that if I'm going to bed late because I sit at the office late, it's like I'm gonna move, you know, the first meeting or come into late to work a little bit later maybe it's nine, maybe it's 10, um, to try and get enough sleep. That's, that's kind of the, the very first thing. And especially the other thing is when I feel like I'm getting sleep sick, I try and get a lot more sleep. Yeah. So it's probably the first thing. And I would say early in my career, I was like, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. This isn't important. And I've totally done a 180 on that one. Right. Second thing, um, when I wake up, I mean, it's, it's really no different than most people. I generally check my phone to make sure there's no emergencies. Um, no fires. Um, <laughs> no fires. <laughs> I, I, I usually, I have an amazing trainer, Sonia Joss. Um, Usually I see her three to four times a week and we do um, usually like a, like a form of like weights, Tabata, it's almost always um, with some level of weights that I think is, is really important. And the fact that, you know, she's there makes me consistent to it, which is important.
0: I I just got a trainer too. And I was like, well. I have, to, I do have, to, I have to do it. I have to do it. I can't. I going. can't leave it.
1: The other really good trick that I'll use sometimes is if you go to bed in your gym clothes, the cognitive yeah. dissonance of just taking off your gym clothes and going to the shower. You're like, I can't do this. I can't yep. do this. I have the gym clothes on. Like, Michelle, you are not that lazy.
0: I did it this morning. I did it this morning. You took your gym yeah, clothes no, off. No, I already had them. when and slept, I'm like, exactly. boom, I'm ready to go. There you go. Yeah. See,
1: it's, and, and there's a lot of research that says that habits are a little bit like that. Um, And then the other thing I think I do a decent job of is I'm just ruthless with the way I prioritize. So I don't have it with me, but I have a physical notebook. I have these post-its that are kind of, I don't know, four inches by six inches. And I literally make a list of all the things. And I try and start with the hardest thing I have to do. It's called, you know what I mean? Like biting the bullet at the beginning of the day, because as soon as you do something hard, you get momentum going. And, and every time I feel overwhelmed, we all feel overwhelmed. I think about Michelle, if you could only do three things today, What are the most important three things you need to do today? And that to me is critical because yeah. we can never do everything, but we can do three things in our business that will really move the dial. Um, so that's one of my habits. I take a lot of physical paper notes. I have a whole system where I go back through things to follow up, um, in different meetings. I found another good habit is I typically audit my time. So I go back a month before two months before my calendar and I'm like, what did I spend my time doing? Was that the right use of my time? Mm-hmm. Um, I keep a list of open goals that are on my computer at all times. It's just a word document that I can go back through. And sometimes that focused me on, on am I really doing the things that I cared about? Um, Another really interesting thing that I almost developed uh, and it was almost an accident because one year I basically came back to work, but no one was working. It was the first week of January and it was wherever the holidays fell. And there was a huge cold snap and an ice storm and, in toronto and i basically ended up spending a week by myself in my apartment i actually don't think i left my apartment for five days which i've almost never done that's rare (laughs) um and I kind of like order do breeds and it ended up being one of the most productive periods i've ever had because i just sat there with myself and my own thoughts and i mean lots of people have you know but i but i read and i wrote down the things that i wanted and i had so much mental clarity after that because we are so inundated with nonstop contact and distractions and meetings and priorities to actually let your brain settle with your own thoughts without distraction is really important. So every year I've actually tried to do that. I've tried to spend a couple of days by myself at the beginning of every year.
0: Um, cra- I'm just, it's crazy because I'm, I've literally planned mine next week. To do that's amazing. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving to go nine to five on, I mean, leaving the nine to five to go full time on the app Yeah. Uh, just because it's doing well. And I'm like, yeah. I do need that shut off yeah. just to... Get at it, you yeah. Know, because it's, there's so much happening, and um, it, it, it's hard because your phone's blowing up. Especially you, you know, you have so many companies, yeah. you know, so many things to do, and to yourself as well. Um, I think we all need that shut off time. Totally, it's yeah, been and,
2: it's, a while. and one thing I've noticed too, and Michelle's been, a, you know, big part of my recovery. She knows I, you know, uh, almost a couple of years ago now, I gave up all the, you know, drinking or any anything at all, and yeah, everything, uh, everything, smoking, You're any smoking, re- recreational yeah. fun, you know, all yeah. of it, um, and it's been you know, the best thing I've ever done in my life. And you were a big support. I remember when I first did it, I called you were the one of the first people I yeah. called you when I uh, put myself in the, uh, you know, away for tuck myself away for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know you were excited for me because I didn't see and I, you know, we were laughing about it yesterday <laughs> on the phone. You know, when I was back in, in, um, you know, back in and lost kind of in myself and in my lifestyle, Yeah. I remember thinking, why did Michelle always leave my parties early? And then and then I thought to myself yesterday I had an epiphany and I'm like why the hell did Michelle even come in the first place?
1: You know? And these are things wow. that you realize
2: yeah. and you you look at life through a different lens when you have totally. clarity because now I'm present, you know, in everything I do. And um, you know, I know that you know, now the relationship that you and I have it's, we talk about different things. Um, I feel more grounded. I, I take in more, I learn a lot more from you now, um, because I'm present, you know? And, right. um, yeah, so it's, I think it's really important to take that time for yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I know that you were always, when we started, when we started Bytopia, Michelle was a mile a minute. And I know that you, by hearing you say now that you take that time, it's really incredible because it's, yeah. Uh, there was a big a shift change. for me. Yeah. Like
1: I have been, I 99% extrovert my whole life, which really means extroverts get energy from being around people. Yeah. Um, and I and I knew that kind of wasn't healthy. I mean, there was a point where it was like I didn't see a point of watching a movie by myself because I was like, well, who would I talk to this about this movie with? Yeah. And and that's this is, you know what I mean. Like it was like, <laughs> why would I do this by myself? Like I don't, no I don't understand. <laughs> um, but that's that's not that's not a healthy way to live. Like yeah. we need to be actually okay with ourselves and our thoughts, and we need to let things kind of gel. Um, and if we constantly have people and noise and chaos around us yeah. were actually never okay with the quiet of our own thoughts. That's true. Um, and so I had to, I had to come closer. So it was actually some of the, the alone time I took at the beginning of the year, but I still think that that's, um, that that's been really critical to me. And now I, and now I think I'm much more balanced. Like I think I find that I still have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm vast majority extrovert, but I do find that I do get energy by, you know, being with, with myself now.
0: Oh, that's huge. I mean, from, you know, seeing that you guys can control yourselves. I do want to touch on a point where you're a very empathetic person. Um, <laughs> a good friend of all of ours, Michael Cronin, shout out to Choir Agency. Yep. Um, he told me he slept on your couch for how many months? Oh my gosh. Months. Almost so a year. He told me, okay, so he told me his avocados got stolen when he was working for you Oh before? yeah, this is a true story. So, yeah. so
1: what happened is, you know, we hire Michael and he's a, intern that starts for us. Uh, you know, he's out of, he trained with me. I remember. I know he's, he's second year, third year. So he's young, oh. uh, year, third year university. And you know, he tells me, so you know, he's an intern and he hasn't got much money, but he finds this place that's kind of like, um, you know, deep kind of queen West. So he tells me, he's like, I bought food and like one of my roommates stole it from me. And I was like, you know, I just, I just kind of have this like Andy will tell you this like mother bear like oh, yeah. mama my, bear my
2: nickname's mama mama bee yeah yeah so. this
1: where I just you know I don't like when people fuck with my people yeah like of course. this guy was amazing and he was working really hard for me so I remember after this avocado story we got in my car I dropped him I, I we got to the house I said you're getting all your things and you're gonna sleep on my couch. Um, and we literally, he picked up everything. We put it in the back of my left. car. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember, I mean, this was not a glamorous setup. I literally moved yeah. my coffee table. I put a mattress down in the middle of my living room and I said, you're going to stay here. Cause I'm not, I'm not having anyone steal your food. And, uh, you know, it was funny because, uh, so this is the very beginning of our this. relationship, um, when he first started working for us. And then, you know, eventually he found a place and that was great. And I, yeah. I no longer had him as a roommate. Um, a pseudo <laughs> the roommate. <man> on the <laughs> couch. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, this happened actually a few more times because he came back to Toronto <laughs> and I remember he needed another place. And I was like, okay, Michael, you can, you can stay for a bit. We'll let the old he to him. stay on my
2: couch. I was like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't well, know. I've done this Mama well that's have done this for Michael but I've done this for a couple of people in my life I just I just think it's important um and uh, like we we work with people and they become family of course and uh you got to protect your family
0: yeah and I think that's that's a huge thing I mean that's the difference between this is a boss that I work for and I just shoot out you know that nine to five right. and I get paid versus yeah. this is the boss I'm loyal to and I want to grow with and I want right. to learn from and I think that's what a lot of people need to find yeah, because there's a lot of bad ones out there. Totally. Yeah. And that's what happened.
2: That's what happened. I know with, um, that's the way I felt, especially because, you know, I remember, you know, we were sitting in the lobby of Anatoly's friend's business when Bitopia was started and I was in a full three piece suit with sunglasses on standing up walking around pitching for seven hours straight i drove the entire company nuts crazy yeah and uh you know i remember um you were
1: pitching pizza
2: pizza for a while i somehow remember that oh, i was so pissed at pizza pizza <laughs> i I, per- I went on a hunger strike with them <laughs> oh, i did didn't you, order no them. more yeah. pizza pizza. no i almost had al brooks do a facebook hate campaign it, oh, wow. i didn't No, but we um <laughs> you know i think one of the um one of the big things about starting a business together is you know you you go through so much together you know, and mm-hmm. everything is on the line month by month, like everything's on the line. Totally. You can't have slow months. Like, everyone could be out of a job. Yeah. So you're, you're in the trenches. It's a war. Yeah. That's totally. what entrepreneurship is. It's a war, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and that's how we got so close. I mean,
0: it was, a, it was a family, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and it then, still
1: is. I mean, we're yeah. all still very close. It's Absolutely. crazy.
0: Yeah. I, I think that war aspect of entrepreneurship and not to make it so like morbid and gritty like that but a lot of people don't see that because oh, it is very morbid and gritty Everybody, yeah, like, even
1: at, even the later stages morbid and gritty it there's, never there's stops. real things that can com- completely annihilate your business and and no one cares you just got to fight for it yourself yeah and i think it's really hard to explain how much that happens, how often it happens and how terrifying yeah. it is when it happens. Cause there are moments you're walking around your office and everyone's relying on you and they're, you know, have all this faith in you. And you're like, I like, if this thing happens, which is actually very close to happening or is kind of half happening, yeah. you know, we're going to lose the whole company.
0: Yeah. So how, how do you, how do you mentally deal with that? You know, and, and, and that's, that's the big question surrounding, you know, what the show is about and yeah, how do you do the, deal with that from day to day?
1: Day Um, by day.
0: Day by day? Just one day at a time? Actually, you
1: know what it is? It is um, you fight another day.
0: Yeah. Mm, You know.
1: You tell yourself you fight another day. Yeah. And one of the things that I remember hearing that was enormously influential to me is I remember hearing this Marine talk and he talked about, you know, when you go through training and you think you have nothing left, like you've actually like, you've run your two marathons, like you have nothing left in your stomach, like your whole body's going to collapse. When you think you're at the point of being done, yeah. you have 50% left. Yeah, mm. I've never forgotten that. And that's what it means to just take it day by day. The longest I've had to tell myself just one more day, Michelle, was six months in a row. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of days. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of days. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I did it. And then it came through and it actually became like a completely life-changing um, deal. But yeah. every day was a fight. Every day we could have, you know, the whole thing could have fallen apart and it all could have changed, but it was just every day we had to keep going. And I think that that's, you know, and I, I also like, I think that for my own, like, I think for my own mental health, I just, like, I respect, like, my own toughness. I'm like, Michelle, you've done, you've lived through a lot of dark days. You've lived through a lot of days where businesses were about to go bankrupt. You've lived with a lot of days that, you know, your your reputation, your business, all sorts of things could have been completely threatened and you made it through. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of one of the nice things about doing such a tough and hard career is that, you know, when you come out of those experiences, you're like, oh, you did it. So the next time something happens, it's a little less severe. You're like, okay, I got this. This wasn't as bad as the last time. So I can be really calm. When you're calm, you can, you have a lot better ways of thinking through things. But, um, you know, there's been some very, very dark days, um, in my career. And there's been a lot of days where it just, it, I was just, this doesn't feel worth it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but ultimately like you fight another day, you remind yourself you're a tough cookie and, and, um, you know, something, something gives at some point
0: yeah for sure that's amazing I'm like super pumped right now I don't know I'm like I just wanna like oh I gotta go in like, I wanna do it like, oh, man, but now. it is pretty and I, and
1: I think we should not talk about the fact that it isn't gritty exactly that's, yeah. I think that's a real disservice we do to founders people is we talk about it, right? how you know it's, it's all
0: sexy right now but people don't really notice like know about that part because yeah. it's so popularized
1: and, and if you don't talk about it you don't tell people how tough they can be
0: Yeah.
1: Um. the other thing is like you know on this, this mental health concept is that You're not supposed to feel the same way every day. I don't know where we got that notion in society that we're yeah. supposed to have a mood that kind of oscillates between you know these two parts. Like my mood is kind of like this, like it's like a nice big sinusoidal yeah. wave.
2: Yeah,
1: and, <laughs> and Sinuso-
2: you're awesome, and I, and I and I time when I surf in it.
1: Yeah, is so that's that a reference? roller, that, but that is the roller coaster of building a business. You mm-hmm. have great amazing days where you're like we're gonna take over, and then you have days where like you just are, you, you can't stop falling. Like you yeah. just everything you touch you're breaking and. Yeah. And that's really scary, but it's okay to have that. It's okay to be like, yeah, some of these days are going to be really terrible mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel anxious and depressed and scared. And then some days I'm going to feel on top of the world. Yeah. And to be comfortable with both of those emotions are really important because I don't think we want as humans to be at this place where we're constantly just in this little place of our moods. We should yeah. we should experience all of it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I, I spoke about this before in that, at that talk I did at U of T. And unfortunately, you know, there was some, bad mental health issues happening there. And I, mm-hmm. I brought in, you know, my experience in entrepreneurship and I don't know if you've seen that, Oh, your success is going to be linear. And then it looks like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's great graph. What yeah. I do is like, I actually flip that graph 3d. So imagine it like a road. Right. Right. Yeah. And I say, it's not really an up or down. It's just shit. You're going to go through. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. just a point in time that's there. Yeah. Not really good or bad. It's just, yeah. it's there and you have to go through. It. And I think that's what oh. I remind myself, you know, going to take the leap. Yeah. It's frightening. I'm scared every day. I've had times where I'm just alone on the couch and, you know, my friends are going, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just nervous, you know, in, in, in what we're doing. Or you have those good days and you have your bad days. But like what Michelle was saying, you do have to go fight another day. You know, that wasn't as bad. Yeah. And just keep pushing. And I look up to people like yourselves and say, wow, you know, they can do it. I'm going to do it too. And also, you know, a lot of warning. Like do your research, everybody, you know. Find out what it's going to be like before you get into it because there are going to be some lows. It's not all roses. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's. I always say, you know,
2: whenever, you know, I, I felt that I had, you know, some weight on my back to carry a company because there's been many a time, mm-hmm. many, many a time. In fact, years at some, in some, at some point, you know, and um, it was always get back to basics, you know. I don't sweat it, man. You know, I got people panicking around me. I never sweat it. Because I know what I've done and I will do. As long as I have play the number game, as long as I do what's worked in the past, which is elbow grease, I roll it up, I focus, yeah. and I get shit done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I come back to Michelle with the prey and I put it on the table. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's true. And Give that's, more. And that's <laughs> it. You know, and um and that's a big a lot of it that, you know, Michelle taught me is just focus. Go back, get back to the basics. Yeah. You know? And and it's uh, it's always helped me.
0: So well, that's huge. Well, I think you taught a lot. So everybody today, so oh, thank, we thank you. you for your time. Thank you for everything. Is there any last words you want to say, you want to talk about, tell the audience anything coming up?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, we didn't talk about Clearbank at all. It's crazy. Yeah, I want to, like, I'll let's give you, get I'll into give you that. The, yeah, no, I'll give you the 10 second story there. It was really interesting because after I joined Dragon's Den, I was watching all of these founders give up these huge portions of their company and yeah. control of their company to go by Facebook and Google Ads. And I just thought that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so ended up, you know, on the show doing kind of the first revenue share deal, which is, you know, instead of taking 20% of a company for a hundred grand, I said, look, I'll give the a hundred grand, but I want 5% of your revenue until they paid me back $106,000. Mm-hmm. So I was only charging 6% for my capital. It wasn't very expensive, but it did allow yeah. founders to grow without giving up control. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy because this year we'll invest a billion dollars in 2000 different companies. So we've gone to mm-hmm. some really meaningful scale. Um, in doing that. And I think it's just, you know, my personal mission is to, to see if we can empower more people to become founders. Mm -hmm. Founders are the best problem solvers in the world. And they ultimately create the world we want to live in. And if you look at some of our biggest problems, whether that's climate change or the environment, I mean, and you think about the people that are solving those problems, and you think about the trillions of dollars that governments have now spent, it's actually entrepreneurs that have made the biggest difference. It's the entrepreneur that built cars and trucks that people wanted to drive the nest thermostat in the United States believe it has made a meaningful change on greenhouse gases, because they gave people the tools to do that. And so I think founders are our best solution for solving problems of the future. And so it's one of the reasons that I want to talk so honestly about how hard and how difficult, but how people can do it, and and you know everything that I've learned. It's why I care so deeply about building ClearBank and making it easier for founders to get access to capital, because I think if we can enable more founders, we can solve we can solve a lot of the world's you know most pressing problems.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. It disrupted the entire industry. I mean, when I first found out about it, I was like, it's
1: crazy, right? It's amazing. I don't yeah. I don't
0: need. You know, to go to a VC, you know. Well and, and VCs
1: takes three to six months to yeah, get a deal done.
0: Tons of time and it might not go through, you know, yeah. whatever. Maybe there's a lot of, you know, give and take. Clearbank is what, twenty minutes from what I heard? Yeah, twenty minute yeah.
1: term sheets. Yeah. Twenty minutes. Give us your data, twenty minutes later, we'll tell you.
2: And as a I can say as a partner at a choir agency, mm-hmm. uh the stories we hear as a partner of Clearbank. Yeah. Uh the stories we hear from your clients are un- unbelievable. Oh, thank You'd you. Give people the opportunity that they would never otherwise have. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never seen uh, clients yeah. who are more happy with their supplier oh, than ClearBank's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, well, oh, that's that a great the, yeah, they they're again. amazing. And that's not a, and that's you know me. That's yeah. not a sales pitch. I would I wouldn't uh, you totally. Know, I'm I'm giving you the straight bill of goods. It's 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 amazing to um, have a partnership from you know from a point of view because people are um, so happy. And most of all, so grateful that they have the opportunity to work with you guys and and they have an opportunity to take their business to the next level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: every entrepreneur should deserve that chance. And that chance should be based on data. Yeah. I mean, one of the other craziest things is like, you know, we just make our decisions based on data. We don't actually do face to face meetings. And so as a result of that, we've taken a lot of the bias out of these investment decisions. I mean, we've backed eight times more women than the venture capital industry average the venture capital industry average, 80% of VC dollars today go to four states in America, California, wow. Wow. New York, Massachusetts, and Texas. And we've backed entrepreneurs in 43 different states. So it's just, it's it's a different product. I think it has a chance to have a really big impact. And uh, I'm really proud of what we're building.
0: That's amazing. Too. I'm excited. So ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Romano, thank you so much Mama for be. everything. Thank well, you. I love thank you. Oh, thank Great. you guys. Signing out. Thanks guys.